What's working on purpose anyway? Each week we ponder the answer to this question. People ache for meaning and purpose at work, to contribute their talents passionately and know their lives really matter. They crave being part of an organization that inspires them and helps them grow into realizing their highest potential. Business can be such a force for good in the world, elevating humanity. In our program, we provide guidance and inspiration to help usher in this world we all want, working on purpose. Now, here is your host, Dr. Elise Cortez. Welcome back to the Working on Purpose program. Thanks for tuning in again this week. I'm your host, Dr. Elise Cortez, joining you live from Dallas, Texas, which is home base for me. If you've been tuning in for a while, you know this program is a thought leadership series that enlightens and inspires listeners with insights from distinguished business leaders and subject matter experts. Here on Working on Purpose, we're committed to realizing a world where work is enriching and a purposeful part of life. Leaders inspire people to realize their own greatness while contributing their passion, and business is elevated to unleashing spectacular cause in the world. Each week in these conversations, I hope you walk away with something that changes the way that you think and that you can immediately put to use. Much of the content we discuss on this program is a reflection of the work I do, so as you listen, if you catch a glimpse of anything I can do to help, go to my website at elisecortez.com and use the contact me feature to message me. Let's talk about what's going on for you and how I might be able to help. At any rate, I'm glad we're connected and thanks for listening. Now, on to this week's program. With us today is Cheryl Lynn, founder of Joyly. We'll be talking about what led her to launch this joyous venture, why it's so important to her, and what she plans to do to help people realize by being connected to it. She joins today from Las Vegas, Nevada. Cheryl, welcome to Working on Purpose. Well, thank you for having me, Dr. Elise Cortez. Nice to be here. Absolutely. It's fantastic. And we have really got some fun things to share with our listeners. Um, but I always like to talk about how I find my guests. And so... I'm going to let you do most of the heavy lifting on this, but let me say that we know it was last summer in 2019, and you were making a drive from, I think, Michigan to Oregon and somehow found my radio show. So tell us your side of the story as to how it was that we met. So thank you. I think that I was on a, I was a heat-seeking missile on that entire drive. I was on my way up <laughs> <laughs> for information. I couldn't, I couldn't stop Googling. And so, yes, I was off to visit my daughter in Portland and stay with her for a summer. She just needed some, some, some support. And so uh, in the back of my mind, I'd just gotten off a walk uh, across America, and I needed to do something different. I was just stuck, and so I was Googling how to get my little life on track once again at age 55, um, how to live my passion and purpose. And so there you were. I listened to the entire show of Melarek Mishtal, and I was so inspired. I called you seconds later, and I think you called me back maybe an hour later or something, and it's been a, it's been a history. It's been you know rocket science ever since with you. Oh, it's so great. You know, a couple of things we have to talk about really quick, and I do want our listeners to hear just what it was about the message that Mel and I had together that resonated for you. But let me say two things first. One is, listeners, if you don't recognize this idea, what I call, um, you know, the half-life, I got this idea from Dan Pink, and it's in the book that I'm releasing this year, is there's something, and Cheryl, if you can relate to this, when we get to that half of our life, whether it's our 40s or our 50s, oftentimes, many of us register this intense urgency to redirect and reorient ourselves and darn it just get on with the program 
Did you, is that what you felt? Yes, that's exactly what you all were talking about. It's like, whatever it is, just get to it. Like, it's not about you. It's the, it's the world waiting for your vision and your dreams. And so get out of your own way, basically, is what you all said. And so I said, okay. <laughs> yeah. And, and what you wrote to me in your email, I'll say, I'll just say it here. So you said Mel spoke of alignment, audacious goals and starting a movement. And if that's not what you've done, I don't know what is. Right. And, and he said, you, we know so many people that are screaming to do something else. And if you're looking to make a shift, step, step on it, get, get to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you said that we both talked about mentors. And so you called and the rest of course is history. So you said that basically the conversation gave you permission and validation to be you that's exactly right I think I think um Elisa I just I was always just unable to connect and I knew that I had this innate sense of joy but I needed someone to say that it was okay so that validation didn't really come from anyone until you and I spoke you know, and that's so great. That's why it's so important to do to for me to do the work that I do. So I, the next thing I want to share really quick is, you know, in my own purpose journey itself, Cheryl, I the first part of the purpose journey was recognizing that I exist at to awaken people to their passion, inspiration and purpose. And I've been doing that for the last couple of years. Only recently have I then added the V2 element of that, the version 2.0, and that in it, in addition to awakening to your passion, inspiration, purpose, now I want you to unleash that. I, and so getting to be with you on your journey as you just take and you unleash your purpose and your passion, that's where it's at for me. Because here's the thing, if right now only 1% of the global population is fully living their purpose, and according to Karen Hoyas, that's the number, when we get to 3%, she says that human consciousness will be raised such that peace is actually possible. So for me to live and my purpose to be able to somehow help people, and I didn't help you per se, except I was on your journey, but if I get to be able to help more people unleash their purpose, well, now we've done something. That's why I wanted to have you on the show. Well, I tell you what, if you can do, you know, half of what you've done for me for the rest of the world, um, you know, the, the world will be ignited with an immense amount of joy and vision. And there's a lot of movements to create. And if you are the fuel behind them, so be it. And I, well, I'm just so grateful. That's my light, right? That's so uh, that's the light mm-hmm. that I get to I get to live in. So and you know, it only it's only precious for me when I get to see people like you who actually go forth and make it happen. So you already had this idea, you know, when you when you called me on the phone, you already had this idea, you had an, a general gist of where you wanted to go. Um, and that was the red dress story. So say where that came from. And why was it so important to you? What was it? The red dress story? Yeah, so it was called the red dream. Red dream, excuse me. That's okay, because I always felt like I was dreaming in red. I dreamt of, you know, being Cher when I grew up one day, and I always had boas and red gloves and just dancing and performing. And so I always... I felt like I felt like there was something there. I, although that wasn't really it, it was really me connecting with my joy. So I knew that I wanted something extraordinary. I wanted my own brand, true abundance. I wanted to connect with people in a fun and joyful way for myself. And so the red dream was kind of my first step into that coming out party, if you will. So I ran off to Vegas. I left my family in, in the Midwest. And I, I told them all I was coming here just to figure out if I wanted to live in Vegas. And so I secretly camped at Red Rock Cabin uh, Canyon. Red Rock 
Really? Of course you did. Yes, yes keep I did. going. I didn't tell anybody. <laughs> <laughs> and so it took me two weeks to muster up the courage. I was sitting having coffee one morning, and I, I Googled nearest dance studio. So I, I the uh, the guy, that, the gentleman that answered the phone was actually with Dancing with the Stars. He was with the Dance With Me studio, which was about two miles away from where I was sitting. And he said, come and meet Serna. She'll give you five lessons, and life will be grand. And so I, the next morning, I got up, and I went over I walked into the studio scared to death and they heard what I wanted to do which was to perform for one or two senior centers before I left by the end of October which was exactly two weeks from that moment so that's what happened I ended up practicing on helicopter pads and in parks all across Las Vegas and I performed for my my first set of seniors um, about 75 of them and they had a blast we had a blast together and I just felt the you know, not just, it wasn't happiness. It wasn't like, oh, it's just a moment of happy. It was like this innate joy that no one ever could take away from me again. So that's really what sparked Joyly. Wow. And it, it, isn't that magnificent? Let's just hang on to that for just a second, because that went by so fast and there was so much in that. And one of the things I have written about to right, to celebrate you is that you know, in what you've been able to do and accomplish in such a short amount of time, Cheryl, is nothing short of stunning. Mm-hmm. How do you how do you respond? How do you answer for that? I mean, how did how is that possible? What you've been able to do in that amount of time? I think it was just the years and years and years of looking and searching and running. I think I moved forty times. I, I you know, I started a gazillion businesses all that were complete failures. And I think I was just sheerly had sheer exhaustion from trying to figure out the thing one more time. And so I gave myself 30 days. I said, you're going to get yourself to stand up straight and either you're going to do it or not. And so I just decided I had to do it. There was no more time to think about things. Mm -hmm. That goes back to that halftime stuff for sure. Mm -hmm. Now, what I'm not sure about, and I don't know if you can, if you can articulate this, but do you think Joyly is your passion, your purpose or both? I think both, definitely both. I just, I feel like, I feel like, um, Joy requires connection, right? So if you're connected to other people or creativity or, or whatever it is that you're connected to, it's in the moment. And I always felt like I was really, really good at being in the moment. And I just couldn't figure out who else could. And I and I didn't know who to talk to about it. Like I, I sensed happiness and we had parties and we had friends and we did all that. But there was really no sense of, of like long-term uh I couldn't, I really just never sensed what joyful was to anyone else but myself. So, so all through the years when I was building organizations and real estate and I owned a barn grill, I was always the joyful one in the crowd. I was always the one radiating the most energy. I was always the one that people came to when they wanted to feel good. So I was like that. So then, so I think Red Dream was just the catalyst to that. It was just me connecting my soul, you know, to that, to the word joy. So somewhere along the line, you got some advice to write out all the things that bring you joy along those lines. When did that happen? So that was that was three weeks into my stay here in Las Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> I was off. I picked up a flyer on the on the street outside of a gym, and I had been looking for dance shoes. And I flipped over the flyer, and it said. 
dance shoes available, please call. And so I called Kimberly and she ended up being amazing. She sold me dance shoes, but she also took me off to um, a, a seminar with Dale Halloway in Las Vegas. It was a two-day seminar and she's like, you want to do it? I'm like, of course I want to do it. Like, I'm here to figure this out. What am I? I don't know. Why wouldn't I do it? <laughs> so I went and the whole purpose was about just processing the junk in your life, like getting it out, writing it down, writing down all the things about money, all the things about fear, all the things about, you know, worry and, you know, family and relationship. And and I just wrote and wrote and wrote and wrote for two full days. And then I had a big bonfire at the end and and uh, let let it all go the best I could. Okay, so that's, I think, what you're getting at there specifically, because you and I talked about some of the catalysts that contributed to your awakening to joy. And you said things like the Parkland shooting and things. Is that what you're talking about? Yes. So so back in 2016, I was living in South Lake Tahoe, and I had um, really just started, well, yes, the Parkland shooting happened, and there was 17 deaths and 17 injuries, and that sort of was the field for me remembering the John F. Kennedy shooting, the Rodney King, where 63 people died in the LA riots, and 2,000 some odd people were injured, and then the Sandy Hook, and then, you know, just on and on and on, and I just, I think I just, I was just tired, and so that's when I went on that, you know, 1,800-mile trip across America. So I started from Key West, Florida, and ended up in San Francisco with a small crew. So that that was the beginning of me going, this isn't, this isn't okay anymore. I just can't live a regular job. I can't, you know, work a nine-to-five. I can't build consumer-based businesses. We don't need any more consumerism, which was the company that I was running with my family. So... Yeah, so that was all fuel for me to say there's got to be something else. And when I got done with the walk, walk across, walking across America in um, August of 2019, I uh, I decided that that's when something else had to change. And that's when I jumped in the car and went to Las Vegas and started a red dream. <laughs> Mm. Well, and so part of what I find fascinating about your story, and listeners, this is really something for you to ponder for yourself. This whole thing about joy for you, Cheryl, was like so writ large in your life, like it was like abundantly obvious, like a, you know, a tattoo stamped on your forehead, right? It was like gurgling just beneath the surface, you know, yes. I just want to put my finger on it. Yeah. Right. And how great is that, right? And so part of it is, and this is the opportunity that we all have, is to start, and some of it's just what you did with with the radio show is you kind of engage you what you did was you engage with our conversation that Mel and I had and you kind of let it wash over you you leaned into it you played with it you wrestled with it and and from that wrestling catalyzed a little bit more understanding for yourself and that's the process then you can start to get more present to this magical thing that is uniquely you and usually often your purpose which is exactly what happened to you that's amazing that you can put that so eloquently. Yes, so my purpose and my why and everything became about joy. It was like the only thing that I felt like I could focus on to get more of. And if I could, I just started asking myself questions. It's like, how do I feel more joy and how do I get other people to join me in that joy? And those are the only two questions I had that were the fuel to everything that we're doing now. 
So, and here's where it gets interesting. After the break, I want you to presence more of just really what is Joyly so that the listeners really understand it. But before I do, I want, I want to take us back to Aaron Hurst's work on purpose. He wrote a book called The Purpose Economy, and he does work in the purpose space like I do as well. He also hosts a an annual purpose conference. But he says that for things to qualify as a purpose – one, it, it, you you have to be serving a need beyond yourself. So not just your need for joy, but others, and that's what you're doing. Two, in the process of being of service to your purpose, you are personally growing. You certainly are. I see it every week when we talk. <laughs> and three, you're building a community, which is exactly what you're doing. How cool is that, right? That's so cool. I know. So Erin Hurst, you're spot on right. We've got proof. We've got evidence. And her name is Cheryl Lynn. and with that let's take our first break I'm your host Dr. Elise Cortez we've been on the air with Cheryl Lynn the founder of Joyly she joins us today from Las Vegas, Nevada we've been talking about just where this dream came from after the break we're going to hear more about how it's showing up in life stay with us we'll be right back Dr. Elise Cortez is a management consultant specializing in meaning and purpose. An inspirational speaker and author, she helps companies visioneer for greater purpose among stakeholders and develop purpose-inspired leadership and meaning-infused cultures that elevate fulfillment, performance, and commitment within the workforce. To learn more or to invite Elise to speak to your organization, please visit her at EliseCortez.com. Let's talk about how to get your employees working on purpose. This is Working on Purpose with Dr. Elise Cortez. To reach our program today or open a conversation with Elise, send an email to Elise, A-L-I-S-E, at EliseCortez.com. Now, back to Working on Purpose. Thanks for staying with us and welcome back to Working on Purpose. If you're just joining us, my guest is Cheryl Lint, founder of Joyly. I'm your host, Dr. Elise Cortez. Before we pick up where we left off here, Cheryl, let me grab a question here from Josh. He's in the, the, the live chat room. Josh wants to know, what do you mean by purpose? So, Josh, from my vantage point as a purpose researcher and practitioner, there's lots of ways to answer that. But my favorite way and the easiest way, I think, to get it is what Zach Mercurio says. He's been on the show before, but he says purpose is our unique reason for being that betters the world. So just think about that for so for that just a second. If you look at Cheryl, her unique reason for being is about spreading joy, and that does better the world. So with that, Cheryl, tell us, um, help our listeners really understand what are you doing at Joyly. So there's so many things, and I try really, really hard to keep it simple. So let me try to do that. <laughs> Joyly is an event and media production company featuring a speaker's bureau. And so the whole idea is, of course, joy is all about connecting. So I wanted to connect amazing people like yourself, Dr. Elise, who, by the way, is our very first sage or speaker in our speaker's bureau. We can talk about that in a minute. But bringing together amazing speakers, coaches, and authors um, to produce product and to be on stages across the world talking to 
corporations and individuals, uh, nonprofits, uh, profits all the same, uh, about ideas around whatever it is that they teach, but through a joy lens. So I think all the communication that we are giving to the world needs to be set up uh, through a joy lens, if that makes sense. Is that clear? It's perfectly clear. Let's go back to Josh's question about what purpose is. So what's really great about purpose is it does become your unique lens through which you view the world, its opportunities, its problems, etc. So for me, that lens is everything to do with meaning and purpose. And we have a few more questions here. Let me just get to this in just a second here. Um, before we do, I want to I want to help presence for our, our our listeners some really important aspects of your life, and and they help really help us understand why joy is so important for you, Cheryl. Mm-hmm. We can't cover them all, but I know you you did suffer a childhood accident. Tell us about what happened and what was the ramification of that. Yes, absolutely. Well, I remember it was a bright sunny, beautiful day. I was eight years old and I was playing in my sandbox in the backyard and I had a, a nanny with us and um, or, or grandma, we called her. And um, I remember putting the little trees and the, and the rocks and the stones in the sandcastles. And then all of a sudden I heard my name, Cheryl. And I remember standing up and turning my head. And in that instant, my life changed. And the baseball that hit me square in the nose really disfigured me for not just that moment, but for the next 30 years of my life. And so I became a invisible human. I did everything I could to stay away from mirrors and people and friends and relationships and, you know, crawled in in every uh, corner that I could find for a very long time. So that was the accident. It was messy. And my, I never got to go to the to the clinic or the hospital because grandma didn't want any blood spilled. And so it was uh, it was tragic. And I, I tell the story now because I think that everyone has a broken story. We all have something in our past that, you know, so, you know, I wasn't, you know, it could have been a whole lot worse, but it was a broken nose and it, it troubled me and it prevented me from from, I think, living my joy. Mm. Yeah. Well, so somehow you've, you, I don't see any evidence of that accident today. Yes, and I started making a quite a bit of money in real estate after I had three beautiful children. And when I got divorced from from their from my children's father, I saved up enough money to have plastic surgery. And so, um, yeah, I had a rhinoplasty, and it really did wonders. And I I would say that it helped, you know me as far as creating some pretty pictures and maybe some better boyfriends and those kinds of things. But, you know, I just felt sick inside still. So it took many, many, many years after that of, you know, self, uh, self-healing self to really figure out what, what was next. And I still work on that. I mean, just when I thought I had it all covered, I learned about brain spotting. We can talk about that another time, but that went deep into my eight-year-old strategy and trauma one again at age 56 years old so it's ongoing okay so Dela was asking how long did that plague your life so this has been an ongoing you've been evolving from this consistently over the course of your life it sounds like absolutely Mm -hmm. I don't think everyone anyone gets over anything you know there's always memories that are attached to it as you go so it'd be like 
you know, you know, it's like, what about what about relationships now? Well, I remember one of my girlfriends called me Beak Woman because my last name was Beckman. And that was, you know, somewhere when I was in eighth grade and that memory came back and just little things like that. You know, they're just they're buried so deep. And the more work you do, the more you uncover them. And brain spotting is really about deleting those things. And so I just I just have to keep on deleting and deleting and deleting. And the more I delete, the stronger I am, the, the more I can sit up straight, the easier it is to talk on camera and you know just I just see myself evolving so quickly lately it's it's just mind-blowing I'm, I'm just having a lot of fun and and a part of that is because you're standing in a passion and purpose it gives you crazy courage and it gives you crazy energy and so we want to let's go ahead and use your example here to help with a question from Penny Penny wants to know how would someone find their purpose and are you ever too old to find it so let me start with something and I want to serve something up to you Cheryl so Penny, thanks for the question. Fantastic question. No, you're never too old to find your purpose. I don't care if you're 80, 90, or 100. I'm serious, dead serious. Pun, no pun intended, and then, of course, a pun intended as well. <laughs> so there's a few ways you can look, Penny. So you can look for um, what what have you been your whole life and riveted on that just has absorbed you. In my case, that was meaning and purpose. In Cheryl's case, I think it was this thing about joy. She was always the person that, that people gravitated to, and they, they, they she was kind of... I think you were feeding a lot of energy energy vampires, but right. So you had an obsession. It sounds like with joy. Is that right, Cheryl? Yeah, I think so. I just I just figured out that the more I went out on a hike, and the more I laughed, and the more I danced, and the more I sang, and the more I played in the backyard with my kids, and the more I sat down and colored with them, and I just felt like the more I focused on joy, the more joyful I was. And I I don't know, it just showed up to people, and they. They said, what are you doing and who are you and how did you transform yourself into this human? And and I just I said, it's just it's just the only place I feel like I can live. I just have to stay in joy. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. the opportunity, which is what you have done so beautifully, is to fully embrace it. First, see it for the gift that it is, which is your passion and your purpose in your case. And you have. And then two, embrace it and find a way to monetize it. Find a way to do something in the world where you're being of service and you find a way to make a living. So, so first, let's get this really quick for Penny. So, Penny, the, the one way to find your purpose is to do what Cheryl did, which is to stay true to what you're fixated on and obsessed with and absorbed by, which is what she did. A second way you can find your purpose is you can look for um, what have you become by addressing and overcoming a major adversity. And I would say that was part of your path too, Cheryl, in dealing with this baseball accident. The adversity that you had to go through to address and deal with that came from that is part of what catalyzed you, I think, to be searching for joy. Yes? Oh, without a doubt. I mean, I, I can just, I see myself prior to eight years old and I was, I just feel like I just had so much sunshine about me. And then after the minute after it was just gone. So I, I don't know if you know this, Dr. Elise, but I've tried probably a half a dozen different businesses to monetize um, over the years called the field of love. I started a women's organization called women's celebrations. I, um, I started a production company called Beautiful Life Productions where I brought people in to tell their stories on camera and things like that. But there, it was just nothing felt authentic. And I, I think that I didn't step into my leadership. Like I needed to just figure out what the dream, I think all of them were good ideas and they all could have worked and I would have, you know, been monetizing, you know, the the bazookas the out of it had I just finished and stayed with them because they're all the same as what I'm doing right now. And so it was 
It's just a matter of stepping into the leadership and getting your getting the expansion to go, okay, if I'm going to go down this road, I better be clear on what that road is so that I can bring other people with me and ask for people to support, including, you know, the community and our members and all of that. So yeah, leadership was something that was just huge on my my list of things to do. <laughs> yeah, and so what you just said there about you've just now, not just now, but somewhere in, the, in your past, you've threaded together that these things that you were doing before really were similar or overlapped and, and supported each other. It, then it's just the opportunity to somehow get it into your bones that, yes, this is what I stand for. This is my purpose. And once you do that, that's when the, the magic happens. Well, and I think it's about finding people like yourself. Like I didn't have the confidence or the courage to ask enough people, what is this? What does this look like? What does this sound like? What am I trying to say? Like I I didn't have the words, right? And so I went on Upwork, which is a resource online. And I just typed in, or I put a job description up that says spiritual writer needed for project. And and Shannon answered and she started interviewing me and going, do you know what you're talking about? This is so amazing. Like you're on the cutting edge. So I don't know what, you know, specifically what each person's purpose is that we're talking to in the question period, uh, question and answer piece section here. But whatever it is, like just get your team together to help you brainstorm and have a mastermind or a whiteboard session and, and you know, and come up with ideas and plans and, and focus on what, and what it, uh, what it is and don't quit until you get clear on what it is that you want to do. Yeah, and what I would echo to that too is that I'm really big on this and so we've got Josh, Penny, Jade and Dale weighing in on this conversation right now. Nice. I, I you know, we've got one precious life and we do not know how many days or hours that is going to entail. So that reason that purpose works is it gives us an urgency. And the more we get into this halftime part of life, the more urgent it becomes. So back to the question of, is it ever too late? No, I would tell you that your ticker gets even faster the, the older that you get because you want to get to that purpose before you actually leave the world. So um, last, let me get to this one here. The third, another place you can look for purpose, and Jade, I see you're asking some of the same questions, is you can look for what awful or hairy problem do you stand to address or solve in the world? And for me... Part of that is that people are literally walking dead through life and they don't know it. So part of my job is the anti-undertaker to awaken them to their passion, inspiration, and purpose and then pursue them, er, inspire them to pursue them mightily to to make a contribution worthy of that one precious life. And so now we get to your area again, Cheryl. Mm -hmm. So we think about what problem do you exist to solve? I want to map that over to another way of saying that is why do you believe joy is so essential today? Oh my goodness. I think I think like I said a little bit earlier joy is about connections and and it's it's not it's not a it's not a moment and it goes away. It's trying to figure out even in the pandemic and the global crises that we have all across the country all the shootings it's like how do you figure out instead of running away like I did is how to feel joyful and sustain that even in difficult times. So, you know, it's not just a smile you paste on your face or, you know, throw down on social media and, you know, just to hope everyone thinks you're okay. It's like really 
being authentic and vulnerable and sharing your emotions, whether it's sadness or shame or anger or or whatever it is, but it's to figure out that everyone is in the same boat and that that it's perfectly fine. And if you can get connected and talk about it with people, I think that, you know, those joyful moments of vulnerability, as Brené Brown says, is where the is where the real joy is. The sustained joy is what I mean. Yeah, so I what I see that and and it's, there's no wonder that you and I have met, right? Because there's such a complementary complementarity to what we're each doing here and bringing to the world. And I in my view, Cheryl, both of us are, are, are energy workers. So in the space of meaning, meaning is our ultimate, um, it's our ultimate energy source and it's motivating. Um, and, and so is pa- so is purpose and passion for that matter. And so is joy. So in my view, what you're also putting into the world is you're giving us essential, necessary, empowering, enlivening energy to help us, one, power the world that we want, and two, overcome just some of the awful negative inertia that's out there. Exactly. Exactly. But I don't know if you've seen our logo, but the, uh, the, the E in the Joyly stands for enjoy, elevate, engage, embrace, enlighten, empathy, energy, entertain, and everyone. So it's, it's really about sitting up straight um, and learning to know that the answers aren't, aren't on the outside. Like there are gurus and there's self-help and there's classes and there's business, you know, what all kinds of things to do. But the bottom line is it's the sitting still, if you will, and the meditating and asking yourself, what are the answers? And then looking for validation, like I did when I called you up and said, I think I have a really good idea. What do you think? <laughs> and I said, I love it. Do it. <laughs> and we need you- it. You were my first cheerleader on this journey, so I am so very grateful. (laughs) What an incredible honor. And, you know, it's that that you, by being in my space, you allow me to live my purpose. Isn't that amazing? So thank you for the gift. It is. It really, it's just another period on the sentence that says when you know something is right and in your innate being, like why in God's green earth would you hold on to it? Like the world needs to hear from you. Like when I ran Beautiful Life Productions, I used to drag chiropractors and 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 all kinds of clinicians and 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 Mary Kay people and just drag them in the studio. And I'm like, why? Why are you doing this? You know, tell people why you're so excited and why you are the one that they have to purchase from. And they would, and they would get so excited. They were like, I'm like, why are you keeping this a secret? Like people need to hear these stories. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Absolutely. I know what you mean. I want to say more about that, but let's grab our last break already. I'm Dr. Elise Cortez, your host. We're on the air with Cheryl Lynn. She's the founder of Joyly. She joined us today from Las Vegas, Nevada. We've been talking more about just really how her dream and her passion and purpose has surfaced and how it's now manifesting. After the break, we're going to hear more specifically about just what that looks like in the real world. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Dr. Elise Cortez is a management consultant specializing in meaning and purpose. An inspirational speaker and author, she helps companies visioneer for greater purpose among stakeholders and develop purpose-inspired leadership and meaning-infused cultures that elevate fulfillment, performance, and commitment within the workforce. To learn more or to invite Elise to speak to your organization, please visit her at EliseCortez.com. Let's talk about how to get your employees working on purpose. 
This is Working on Purpose with Dr. Elise Cortez. To reach our program today or open a conversation with Elise, send an email to Elise, A-L-I-S-E, at EliseCortez.com. Now, back to Working on Purpose. Thanks for staying with us, and welcome back to Working on Purpose. If you're just tuning in, my guest is Cheryl Lynn. She's the founder of Joyly. I'm your host, Elise Cortez. So to pick up on that last point that you were talking about before we took our last break there, Cheryl, about, you know, why would you keep it to yourself? What I would say right now, listeners, you're listening to this show for a reason. Um, What I would say is here we are in the grips of COVID-19, the pandemic, that has really literally turned the world on its axis. And what I have been standing for is that every single last one of us needs to get in touch with our purpose and then bring it into the world so that we can create the world we all want to live in after this thing is is over and done with. We need that. Need every single one of you to be living your purpose because that's the world that we want to live in when we we come on, on the other side of this. Uh, response, question, reaction to that, Cheryl? Yeah, um, I I think you're absolutely right. And I, I just, I want everyone who's listening to call you up and have a brainstorming session because <laughs> if you don't know what it is, you have no choice. Uh, you know, it's about your, it's about your children and your grandchildren and your brothers and sisters and mothers and fathers. Like all they want to do is see you live joyfully. And so in order to get to that, you have to step into purpose. And I don't think like Joyly is, you know, I expect us to have a thousand employees over the next five years. And so it doesn't mean that, that you have to think of a, of a way to make money. Like it could just be, you know, coattailing on something that's already happening in the world. Like I'm sure you're so passionate about a million things. So figure out which one makes your heart beat the most. Like just sit still, like I said before, put your hand on your heart and just figure out and feel what makes your heart beat. And then explore, explore and ask questions of people like Dr. Elise to get to what it is. Yeah. What I was also going to say is, you know, you talked about the importance of having mentors and you called me. You know, I can tell you right now, I would not be living my purpose if I didn't engage a coach who helped me also better see and articulate and understand my purpose. And so, you know, we're social beings. I do think we need help and there's nothing wrong with getting help. I think all of us need help. So I I, I really want to echo that. I don't think this is a solo journey. You can do a lot so much as you've done and so have I, but to really get your hands and arms around this thing, sometimes we just need a mirror held up by somebody else. Yeah. Well, it's the fear factor. Like, you know how hard it was for me to call you up. Like, I just got done listening to listening to you um, interview Melrick, and I mean, you know, just a huge corporate CEOs, and all of your shows are two hundred and how many shows? Seven hundred, two hundred seventy. Your 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 show number two hundred and two hundred and seventy five. Woohoo! So, but my point is, is that everyone on there seems so amazing. And I've learned to respect that. And I've also learned to step into, you know, that we all have something to share and give. And so that's, you know, that's cool. But at the same point, if you're like, why would she ever um, answer the phone and talk to me? Like that went through my brain. Like when I came to, when I came to Las Vegas, I said, you know, I don't have any money to, to go. And I stayed in, in a campground because I wasn't about to tell everybody I was coming to a dance studio or take dance lessons and perform for seniors. They would have all just laughed me out of the world. Right. And so, so it became about what do I have to do to figure this out? Right. And so I drove Lyft for 30 days while I was here and 
so I just kept it a secret that, you know, that this is this is something I have to explore. But whatever it is you have to do, like you have to figure it out by summoning up the courage to call somebody who's either gone before and or, you know, just straight up Dr. Elise. <laughs> yeah, you know, thank you. And everything is figure outable, right? Especially yes, if you enroll resources in people. And I love, you know, going that you, that you drove Lyft. I mean, I've done all kinds of crazy things to make money over the years as I was in route to my next thing. And, yeah. you know, I there's there's grit in that. There's perseverance in that. There's heart in that. I want that for everybody digging into that place. And so mm-hmm. thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. Um, all right, let's talk now more about Joyly and your Speakers Bureau and the, the platform that you've created. So share with us some of the things that you're really excited about that are happening now or you're working on making happen. Well, thank you for asking. And it's just, it's so exciting to talk about right now because, so I've, I've decided that I'm creating a movement. Like everybody said, you're, everybody says that's what I'm doing. And I just sort of bucked that like, no, I'm just doing a brand called Joyly and it's fun and I'm going to wear yellow clothes and da, 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 da. And so, um, so the more the more I'm in it, the more I am gathering people like Joyfully Jane and Joyous Jill and just all these amazing people all over the country who are already doing amazing joyful things. And we and so I just want to be the person who brings everybody together and we build up this crazy funnel of hurricane energy and, and spit out more and more joy in the world. Because the more you focus on joy, the more joy you're going to get. So um, I just came up with a, a momentum, uh, I mean, a movement to um, or some momentum create to create the movement, Dr. Lise, and it's to have one billion people sit in our chair and our I'm calling it the e-chair so um, in one person or 10 people or 100 people will be just fine um, but because of this inertia and this momentum that we've started to create we've come up with that number so there's a plan for that but <laughs> and the, ch- the chair is fantastic um, one it's just it's just incredibly visually alluring tell mm. us more about the chair where'd that come from and what's the import of the chair Yes, beautiful. Thank you for asking. Well, it started because of my need to sit still. I was always the one running around and never really uh, meditating. And I was always the one spending tens of thousand dollars on other people's programs. And I never asked myself what it is that I needed. So uh, not this chair that if you look on the website, there's lots of pictures of this um, six foot back high chair with the gold embossed um, legs and the white leather and and the diamond studs and all of that. But it's, it's, it's more about um, a symbol, and it could be a Costco chair, could be any chair, but it's a chair that that I think. Th- so the chair in general is a place that we all sit right down. We all sit right, and it's a very common thing. But if we're not paying attention, um, it can go unnoticed. Like we might be sitting at a, you know, on a bench at a park, and. And it's uh, it becomes unnoticed, right? So the beauty is uh, it's we're un, we're not seen. We become invisible. And so the 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 chair, the joyly chair, is kind of like a frame to draw out the beauty inside and the joy inside. If that makes sense, so it's, it's kind of like beautiful. If, yeah. Oh my- if the Mona Lisa, right, the Mona Lisa um, didn't have a beautiful, she didn't just come out. She's displayed, you know, in a beautiful. Uh, 
frame. She's not sitting in plywood or on a Costco chair, if you will. She's she's wrapped what's what's worthy of her dignity of her dignity. And so I really think that that this chair or any chair that you have in your room, it's a matter of just sitting up straight, you know, and thinking you're the king and queen of a king or queen of that chair and just tapping, tapping to figure out what's bubbling beneath your own surface. That's so brilliant, Cheryl. It's just brilliant. I just love it. I love the chair, too. People mm. think it's a bit nuts. Like, what are you doing? But honestly, I took it out at Tolone Mountain over the summer or right before the pandemic was really, you know, serious. And there wasn't, you know, there was some talk about about staying home. So it wasn't quite there. So it, I think I think at the time I hadn't really given it much thought. But I, I just took my chair out. I put it in the back of my van and I put it at the mountain. I set it out and people laugh. They're like, are you bringing your living room out? And, and can I sit in your chair? And what are you doing? What's this all about? And anyway, that got me uh, a, a full page feature um, in the Las Vegas Entrepreneur Magazine. So it was just about what are we doing during the COVID virus, 19, COVID-19 to keep, um, you know, to keep our wits about us, to keep our joy up. So, so the chair's got lots of, um, it's going to have a story of its own. I know who knows where it'll end up and how many chairs in the world there will be at one point to create a billion people that sit in it. And, you know, we're looking for chief joyly officers that are coaches across the country to, to help facilitate that vision as well. Yes, uh, and I'm so thrilled that I get to be one of your sages. So we're getting <laughs> really close to being out of time, and I want to cover okay. two more things really quick. Okay. So you, the next events that you have coming up is the next one, May 30th, or is there one before that? Yep, the May 30th is just our launch, and it's a virtual event. And yes, all of our sages are coming, and they're wearing yellow socks. We I got mine, yes, I got mine. To come and wear yellow socks and just show up. It's just the beginning of the healing. We'll have some laughter. We have some dance, a, a comedian that's just talking about the stay-at-home you know, process. And yes, Dr. Elise, the, you, know, you are one of our creators, healers. We call you sages, a creator, healer, scientist, author, performer from all walks of life who recognize that they they are leaders in authentic joy. So we're going to talk about the eight pillars of joy. Mm, can't wait to be involved. Yes. Um, any other immediate events that you want listeners to know about beyond that one for launch? No, I just I think we're just getting our P's and Q's together and making sure that um, when we do come out, you know, in the fall when everything's safe and, and secure again, that that we show up with just really quality events and of course more quality speakers like yourself. Okay, great. So then the next question is. Um, what what can listeners how can listeners get involved with you and what would you how, what are the various ways they can connect and be involved with you? Well, number one, go to joyly.com slash events and register the event. So that way you'll get on our newsletter, whether you actually are coming to the event or not. But then tell everyone you know, every brother, sister, aunt, uncle, and sit in your living room for two hours and watch our event. And I think you will be inspired by what's possible. Um, And as a leader, if you're listening and you're a leader and you want purpose and joy might be your thing, like, let's talk and figure out a way that we can get you involved and, you know, and start spreading joy and collecting and gathering all the amazing people that are already doing joyful joyful things across the world there's so much we just also just launched a um the joyly awards you know like the grammy awards only it's the joyly awards and so we're putting together um a group of people that will receive those awards in the fall as well so there's just lots of things it's just like gets let's get connected like let's do this Mm-hmm. Let me echo something really important uh, that you're talking about, Cheryl. And listeners, those of you that have been asking these questions about where to find purpose and such, you really need to have an ongoing nurturing spigot of inspiration, passion, possibility, connection, which is what 
Cheryl is offering on Joyly and certainly what I'm offering and working in purpose in my programs, you need that to stay vitally inspired for life. And so I really want to encourage you to keep listening to programs like this. Come to Cheryl's event or be part of her event. It's This is the kind of stuff that keeps you on that path. So just really want to echo that. Um, yes. That's We're, just, it's very grounding. Very, very nice. I'm, I'm happy you said that because it's true. Like you just need to stay connected and stay in it. Like if I don't do something tapping into someone like you every single day, then I go off into a funk and, you know, how does that serve anybody? Well, and it's too easy. You know, th- this is part of the, part of the reason that we become the walking dead. And by the way, I've been a member myself, so I've been card carrying. It's not that I, I, <laughs> I was immune. I was too. Um, you, you do need to find a way to catalyze yourself out of that tendency to walk a among the dead. So, um, you know, it's part of the the life that we live today. And so making sure that we're being intentional about where we put our, our efforts, our energies, and our intentions are really important. So um, I'm going to say more about where to find Cheryl in just a second here. But I would like to give my, my guests the last word, Cheryl. So, you know, this program is listened to across the globe. And we're all about elevating passion, inspiration, and purpose. What would you like to leave our listeners with today? How much time do I have? I have a short story. About, about a minute. Okay, short story. All right, really short story. So I interviewed somebody by the name of Stan, and I just want to, I'd love to tell stories because you can see where this is going when um, when I share, but he was a cotton picker when he was a teenager. He went to a Jackson 5 concert, which inspired his family to buy all the musical instruments, and to make a long story short, uh, when I interviewed him, he gave his uh, sense of, of joy about music, and he told me he hasn't taken his guitar out from under the bed in years, and he told me, I'm going to do it today. Right, and that is what we call so, we call unleashing uh, joy, passion, and purpose, and that is a beautiful contribution and worthy of your one precious life. Cheryl, thank you for being on Working on Purpose. Thank you for having me. What a fun wasn't it fun? I told you we'd have so great fun. gobs of fun. <laughs> so listeners, if you want to learn more about Cheryl Lynn and the work she and her team are doing at Joyly, go to the website. It's joyly.com. That's that's joy, J-O-Y, and then E-L-Y.com. So J-O-Y-E-L-Y.com. Mm-hmm. Last week, if you missed the show live, you can always catch it via recorded podcast. We were on the air with Justin Barnes talking about his latest book called Sisu, Find Your Resilience the Finish Way. Next week, we'll be on the air with Marcus Buckingham talking about his latest book, Nine Lies, A Free-Thinking Leader's Guide to the Real World. See you there. Remember that work is at least a third of our lives, so let's work on purpose. We hope you've enjoyed this week's program. Be sure to tune in to Working on Purpose, featuring your host, Dr. Elise Cortez, each week on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Together, we'll create a world where business operates conscientiously, leadership inspires impassioned performance, and employees are fulfilled in work that provides the meaning and purpose they crave. See you there. Let's work on purpose.